My name is Joel Renner, and I want to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment on this video as you watch it so more people can see this teaching. Welcome to the program. My name is Rick Renner, and this is Monday. And tonight we're beginning a brand new series that's just going to be a blast. It's really going to be very important what the Bible tells us about. Are you ready? Demons. Again, I want you to go to our website and download the study guide that goes with it. It's free. Just go to render.org. You can download it right now. And it comes with a great series, a five-part series called What the New Testament Tells Us About Demons, How to Recognize Demonic Activity, and How to Exercise your God-given authority over demons. But Denise cannot be with us today, so we have invited guests to take her place. But who in the world are you ever going to choose to replace somebody as wonderful as Denise? So we had the idea to invite Daniel and Mark Runner to be with us tonight. Let me introduce you to two of my grandsons. This is Daniel. Daniel, привет. He just said hello. And this is Mark. Mark, привет. So they're just saying welcome, that they're saying hello to you. And Joel, tell us about these guys. This is my oldest son. His name is Daniel. Okay, Daniel, talk to you. What is your name? Daniel Richard Jurovich Renner. Super. Mark, talk to you. Mark Jurovich Renner. Renovich. Amen. All right, and Joel, what is your name? My name is Joel Richard Daniel Renner. Okay, why do your boys have these names? Well, Daniel, of course, is named after the, after the, the book of the Daniel and the Bible, and after me. And Ryan, Mark's name is Mark Ryan Joel Renner. And Mark is named Ryan because it means little kink. Mm. Oh, they want to know what is my name. My name is Richard Raymond Renner. And guess what it means? Stort is not it is nice. My name means strong and mighty ruler. Mark is uh, Mark is five and a half and Daniel is eight and a half. And they are just wonderful, two good boys. And me and my wife are so proud of them. Daniel is going into the second grade, and Mark is getting ready to go to the first grade. And they're just good guys. I'm glad to be with you guys. And actually, today we were all riding in the car together, and the guys said, Grandpa, can we be on the program with you today? I said, oh, are you ready to start your TV ministry? And they said, yes, we are. Dobro pozhalovat, druzia. Thank you. Mark. Okay, Maxime, you're with us also. And Maxime, tell us, what is your full name? <laughs> well, these this kids are absolutely cute. My name is Maxim Yevgenievich Masnikov. And uh, maybe some of you know that here in Russia, I'm Russian, of course, uh, you must have your father's name and your full name. So my name is Maxim. My father's name was Eugene or Yevgeny. So I'm Maxim Yevgenievich Masnikov. And so by law, Joel's kids all have to have his name. So they are in Russian. Joelevich. Joelevich. Which sounds very strange, but that's the way it is. Even if they had a girl, the girl would have to bear the father's name, and her name would have been... Joelevna. Joelevna. That's just the way it is. Like Paul's kids, Paul has two girls, and they are both Pavlovna. That's their, their middle names, because they're required by law to bear their father's name. It's kind of like what happened in the Bible. The Bible talks about Jesus barred Jonah 
Everybody bore their father's name. It's the very same system in Russia and always has been. But if you need prayer, please write to us, prayer at renner.org, or you can call us 1-800-742-5593. You will always find a very friendly voice waiting for you. Or as soon as your email shows up in our inbox, we're going to really begin to pray with you. But guys, got your Bibles? Yes, sir. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 10. All right. And in Luke chapter 10, I told the boys tonight we're talking about Jesus and his authority over devils. So when you come to Luke chapter 10, Jesus sent 70 disciples out to do ministry and they came back. And when they came back, they were so excited because they discovered that demons were subject to them in the name of Jesus. I remember years ago when I was first filled with the Holy Spirit, and I began to discover that I had authority over demons. It was so thrilling to me. It was thrilling to me to see that demons were subject to me, not just to me, but to me in Jesus' name. And that's exactly how these disciples responded in Luke chapter 10. The Bible tells us in verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy. That word joy means they were just ecstatic. They were euphoric. Saying, Lord... Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Well, why were they so excited about devils? Well, the word devils that's used here is the Greek word daimonia. And in the world of the first century, people were terrified of demons. And the ancient world believed, I'm reading from my notes, that demons populated the lower, denser regions of the air and were the primary causes of disaster and suffering in the earth. And guess what? They were right. They were right. The word daimonia, here translated demons, can also depict a person that has been deemed mentally ill or insane. The word daimonia portrayed individuals that had mental or physical infirmities that were spirit-inflicted. And it was believed that demons were behind all actions of insanity. And actually, that was not just the believings of everybody in the ancient world. It was even the believings of the early church and of Jesus. And by the way, that tells us that a lot of the nonsense we see going on in the world today, it is spirit-inflicted. There's a spiritual force working behind the scenes to produce all this insanity. It's really what's happening. But when they came back, they were really excited. And they said, Lord, the demons are even subject unto us. And the word subject is the Greek word hupo tasso. The word hupo means under. The word tasso means to get in line. It means to get in line, to fall under authority. And it was the very word used to depict a soldier who falls in line when a commander gives a command. And these 70 came back so elated because they said, when we use your name, they submit to us as if we really have authority. They had authority, and you have authority when you use the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to verse 18, Jesus says, Hey, guys, 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 glad you're excited, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Look what he says in verse 18. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Well, first of all, Jesus says, I beheld, the Greek word edu, and you guys should know from previous programs, what does it mean? Behold. Behold. It means wow. So here as Jesus is about to tell them something, he gets so excited about himself, he injects the word edu. That word edu, translated low or behold, 
is always the injection of the feelings and the sentiment of the speaker or the writer. So now it means, and behold, wow, it is amazing. As I reflect on what I'm about to tell you, I'm just dumbfounded about it to this very day. Jesus is describing his own response to what he's about to say. And behold, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Well, how quick does lightning fall? You know, we had lightning here just last week. We did. And it was like like this all night. It, you can't even, if you blink, you miss it. You know, it's amazing because in Russia, people really know how to deal with snow mm-hmm. and cold weather. But if it rains here, life just stops. It's like people don't know how to deal with heavy rain. But lightning, we hardly ever have it here. So that's interesting that we had lightning last week. But you're right, lightning is like... If you blink, you miss it. You miss it. But you can sure hear it. So, Satan, who portrayed himself as being so powerful and so beautiful and so brilliant, when God was finished with him, he was done in the flesh of lightning. That's how long it takes for God to deal with a devil. My friends, he's not that big of a deal. And Jesus says that he beheld this event take place. How did Jesus see this event? Because Jesus was there when it happened. Jesus was there. When Lucifer said, I'm going to exalt my throne above the stars of God. I'm going to exalt my throne above the mountain of God. I'm going to sit on the sides of the north. He wanted God's place. He wanted God's throne. He wanted God's geography. He wanted God's praise. He wanted God's glory. He wanted all of it. And God said, you know what? Because of you, I'm going to cast you out as profane. And Jesus was there. And Jesus saw it. Here is Lucifer who had been the anointed cherub that covers and the flash of a bolt of lightning. He was gone, cast down to the earth. And Jesus said he beheld it, the Greek word thereo, which means to gaze at, to look upon. But what also is important is the word thereo is connected to the word for the theater. Jesus saw this. He said, well, it was quite a demonstration. He saw the whole show. It's amazing to me. Mm. But then he continues in verse 19, and he says, Behold, he repeats this word, Behold. He is just as excited about what he's going to say as what he just said. And what did he just say? Wow, it is amazing. I was there. I remember to this moment. It still dumbfounds me when I think, how fast Satan fell from heaven. It was like lightning, thereo. I saw the whole thing, the whole show from the beginning to the end. And behold, now he uses the word behold again. I'm just as excited about what I'm about to tell you. Wow, this is amazing. Buckle your seatbelts. Listen to this. Behold, I give you, you, power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Rebiatis kaji, I mean. I mean. I mean. I've got a choir here. Well, when Jesus says, I give you power, it's the Greek word exousia. Maxine, what does the word exousia mean? It's given authority. It's delegated authority, one that has received authority. And when Jesus says, I give you power, the Greek actually says, I give you authority, which means when we stand against the enemy and his demonic forces, we're not operating in our own ability. We're operating in the authority which Jesus has given us. Mm -hmm. 
and when we're operating in his name and in his authority, we can stand there in confidence, and it is a gift that is promised to every single believer. And Jesus says, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. The word tread is a Greek word, pateo. The word pateo means to walk on. In this case, it means to trample on, to crush, or to advance by setting your foot upon. And here's what we all need to remember. When you start out to do anything for God, the devil tries to get in your way. And the devil stands there almost like a spook saying, don't come this direction. You don't want to come this direction. I'll attack you if you come this direction. And Jesus says, ignore him and just keep walking forward. Tread on him. Trample on him. Advance by setting your foot upon him. Joel? I was reading the boys last night about how Jesus cast out the legion of demons. That's what we're going to study tomorrow. And it's so similar to what you're describing right now. Because whenever the legion of demons saw Jesus, they said, Oh, please cast us into the swine. But don't cast us into the, 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 the hell or wherever they were going to go. The abyss. The abyss. And Jesus had complete authority. And he gave us that authority. And I think that's very, very strong. And that's what we read last night. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. Jesus gave us authority to tread. That means to advance by setting our foot. But he goes on to say, tread on serpents. And scorpions. Okay, wait a minute. I have to talk to my grandsons for a moment. Okay, Rubiata. Slovazmia, Gricheski Azik. I'm telling you the word snake in Greek is office. At the office. Now, the reason I'm stopping to tell these grandboys the name of serpents in Greek, the name snake in Greek is office, is because they have at home Stutibiyas Doma. Office. Oliver. They have two animals, Oliver, Ashto Oliver. That's a cat. Eophis. It's a snake. They have a snake. Joel, what kind of snake do they have at home? A red tail boa. A red tail boa. And you know, when they bought that red tail boa, it was only about this big. Yeah, it was a baby. And how big is it now? I mean, it, it's really fast growing. It's growing. <laughs> But As we speak. <laughs> because, because the Greek name for a serpent is Ophis, they named their snake Ophis. No, Grandpa Rick named them. Oh, that's true. I named it. But they liked it. And you bought it for Daniel for yes, his birthday. I did. I bought it for Daniel's birthday. But Jesus said, you'll tread upon serpents. Why did he use the word serpent to describe the work of the enemy? Hmm. Oh, there's a whole teaching in this. Well... There were a lot of snakes in the first century. Jesus didn't use any of these words by accident. Snakes know how to lay low. They know how to camouflage themselves. And they know when to strike. <laughs> that is really important. You know, when I was growing up, I had a lot of snakes. So I know a lot about snakes. And that's why I wanted these boys to have a snake. I had all kinds of snakes. I bet I had... Over the years, I'm sure I had 50 or 60 different snakes. I had a snake when Denise and I got married. I had a big python when Denise and I got married, a Burmese python. Can you imagine Denise said yes to me, knowing she was going to move in with a snake? Well, the snake didn't last very long. No, we didn't have it very long. That's right. But I know a lot about snakes, and they know how to lay low. They know how to camouflage themselves, and they know exactly 
when a meal is in front of them. And it's amazing to me, they can be so quiet that if, for example, if you're feeding a snake, a mouse, that mouse can nearly crawl over the head of that snake, and that snake won't move. Mm -hmm. That snake just waits for the right moment and then strikes. And here Jesus just gave us such insight to how the devil operates. Friends, the devil is very patient. He's patient. He'll camouflage himself. He'll hide for a long time. He'll wait until he totally scopes out the situation and in the right moment he knows when to strike. And when he strikes, it's a stranglehold or he really puts those fangs into its victim, begins to push in that venom so he can consume it completely and snakes don't stop until they have totally consumed whatever it is they have attacked. That is the word which Jesus used here. And it's very insightful to all of us know about how insidious is the devil. He is insidious. It's evil that is lurking in the shadows, waiting for a moment to attack. But Jesus says in this verse that he has given us authority. He's given us authority over this foul being. And then to help us understand even more how foul he is, Jesus then goes on to say, and scorpions. Well, the word scorpion in Greek is the word scorpios. That's why it's translated scorpion. And a scorpion, of course, is a creature with a venomous sting. And the use of this word informs us that sometimes the devil creates stinging situations. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been stung by somebody? You know, I remember early in when we first moved to the Soviet Union, I was really stung by somebody. Oh, it hurt so bad. But it wasn't that person. Our wrestle's not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. The devil was just using that person. It was another missionary. It was an American. And Denise and I had just moved to this part of the world. And it was somebody I really respected. And he gave me advice to do something that was so damaging. And I did what he said because he had been here longer than us. He spoke Russian. He was actually the leader of the whole ministry. I was in submission to him, so I obeyed him. And when he gave me that piece of advice, he even knew he was giving me really destructive advice. And when I later said to him, why did you do that? He said, because I knew if I could get you to jump into that frying pan, then I could jump out of it. He said, I, I've, I'd been in that frying pan. I was tired of it. We just needed to get somebody else in it. I knew if I could get you to jump in it, then I could jump out. I'm going to tell you, it just devastated me. In fact, I was so devastated that I went to bed and stayed in bed for five days. I would too. <laughs> That's terrible. It was terrible. And I remember during that five days, one night I had to crawl out of bed because a bunch of missionaries came over. He walked in the door and I looked at him. I did not even want to say hello to him. I was so stung by him. It hurt so bad. And you know, it's a good thing that that happened to me because it really gives me compassion for people that have been stung by relationships. Mm -hmm. But when I went to bed that week for five days, that's when I had my vision. And I saw a map of the whole Soviet Union. God gave me a vision to go on TV to reach the whole Soviet Union. Just because you've been stung does not mean it is the end. We trampled on that thing. That serpent tried to strike us, we killed it. That scorpion tried to sting me, we stomped on it. And guess what? We took the whole Soviet Union on television. Mm 
Something glorious was born out of that. And Jesus says here, I've given you authority. The Greek word edu for wow, behold, wow, it is amazing. And my friends, it is amazing. Jesus has given us so much authority over the striking activity of the enemy, the stinging activity of the enemy. And then Jesus says, over all the power of the enemy. Just in case he didn't get everything, he added this. The word over is the word epi. It describes a position of superiority. We have a position of superiority over all the power of the who? Enemy. 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 Well, the word enemy is a Greek word, ekthros. Honestly, there's not a worse word to describe two enemies. That's the same word that was used in the Gospels to describe the relationship between Pilate and Herod Antipas. They were ekthros. I mean, they had horrible animosity against each other. They were true enemies with each other. And now we find the devil is not just somebody who is mildly against us. He is ekthros. He is extremely against us. It describes an irreconcilable hostility. One one who is openly hostile, one with a deep-seated hatred, one that is bent on inflicting harm, which is exactly what the devil wants to do to all of us. He wants to inflict harm. That's why Jesus says he's like a snake. He's like a scorpion. These are both very hurtful creatures. And that's what the devil is like. And that's why we need to have authority over him. And basically, if you take this whole verse, and if you understand what Jesus was saying, essentially he meant, when the devil launches an all-out attack against you, don't worry or fret. I have given you authority and the advantageous superior position over all the hostile forces and advancing army of the enemy that try to come against you to inflict harm. Isn't that amazing? Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm thinking about the poison you were talking about, the scorpion. Yeah gives. And I was thinking about bitterness. You know, someone might be the carrier that inserts bitterness into your heart, but we have power over that poison. And the Holy Spirit can help us get over it. Mm. And I think that's an example. Jesus gave us power over the scorpions. Yes, he did. Over the poison. Mm -hmm. Over all the serpents. Over the enemy. And I think that is just so powerful. You know, can I give you a very recent illustration? Sometimes people say, Yeah, but Brother Rick, I've been so stung. I can't tell you how deep the poison got in my system. I can't even begin to tell you how deep the sting is in my soul. Jesus is marvelous at removing the roots of all bad things. Every sting. Yesterday, I had a wisdom tooth removed. Yesterday. Right here in Moscow. (sighs) She gave me a shot to deaden the pain. And she began to go to work. And you know what? Rather than lay there and think, this is painful. Wow, this is amazing pressure. I kept looking at that little doctor, was a woman, thinking her arms and her hands must be so strong to do what she is doing to my jaw. I mean, she was pushing. She was forcing. She got another instrument, another instrument, and she was jerking and pushing. And I thought, you know what? Rather than think about her, I, I choose to think about Jesus. All the times that Jesus has gone to work on me to remove things from my soul that the enemy tried to do. Mm-hmm. Poison from an attack, a sting from a bad relationship, 
And the whole time she worked on that tooth, that is what I meditated on. And then when she came to the end, she did something amazing. I've never seen this before when wisdom tooth were removed. She said, now I'm going to sew you up and I'm going to heal you. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And she took her instruments and she took her twine or whatever it is and she began to go in and sew up that place. And the whole time she sewed me up, you don't have to choose what you think about. I was thinking about Jesus. Not only does he extract all the venom and all the poison, all the stings from our life, but then he sews us up and says, now you're going to be fine. And if you feel like you have been attacked by the enemy, stung by a situation, you don't have to lay down and die. Jesus, first of all, will help remove the venom. Jesus will remove the effect of the sting. Jesus will totally heal you. He doesn't just go in and take out the root. He really makes you okay and even better than you were before. Look at me. It happened yesterday. I'm fine. And you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And you're not just going to be fine. You're going to get up and you're going to say, now, devil, you're going to pay for it. Because I am going to advance by putting my feet on top of you. Behold, wow, it is so amazing. Jesus has given me authority to tread over you and anything you ever try to do to me. And if you ever get in front of me, you're going to find out my feet are going to trample right over you on my way. I am going to advance. You're not going to stop me. And he's not going to stop you. He's not. And Jesus said, I give you authority over all the works of the enemy. The word all is all embracive. Nothing is excluded. The word over again, the Greek word epi, it is a position of superiority. Guys, if you want to know who's the boss, if Jesus is in us, we have his word, we have his spirit, and we have his name, we're the boss. The devil is not the boss. Just say that. The devil is not the boss. Who's the boss? Jesus. Jesus is, and we are, when we use his name. I just think that's encouraging. Rebieta, как было программа? How was the program? Good. Did Great. you enjoy this? Это было приятно? Thank you, Joel, for letting you. Can your boys join again tomorrow night? Well, if you allow them. Well, ребята, что? Завтра будет еще программа? Yes. Okay, Mark? Yes. Okay. Uh, yawn really big. Make sure you're getting your rest. <laughs> okay, it's been fun. Hey, if you need prayer, please write to us, prayerrenner.org, or call us one 800 7425593. We'll be back tomorrow night. And tomorrow night, we're going to really see something amazing about our authority over demons. It's going to be awesome. See you tomorrow night. Bye bye. Wow, wasn't that a great teaching? My friends, I want to ask you to please like, subscribe, and comment on that video you just watched so more people can see it.